We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Knicks Film School podcast, a casual Friday in which all of us are going to preview the Knicks first round of playoff series against the Cleveland Cavaliers as part of a week-long uh, effort to preview this series against the Cavaliers. Uh, we're going to do it in the casual way with an addition a twist on Claudio Casino. A casual casino will be brought to you in just a little bit. First, let's introduce our panel. First, we have with a W, although there may be some scannery on how he got the W, oh, Mr. Sean with a W. Sean, how you doing, buddy? How are the vibes? I'm good. The vibes are um, fulfilling because... Fulfilling. That's good. Yes, because the Knicks are going to play a playoff game and by the time you're listening to this, about 24, 36 hours from now, um, and is the fulfilling end to a amazing season. Uh, I was listening to the live stream that you did with the chase down and reminded about on December 4th, how everything changed. And, and we were 10 and 13, we were 10 and 13. And then we went on a 56 one pace after that. So mm-hmm. guess what? the vibes are fulfilling. I'll take it. I love some fulfilling vibes. Uh, and then, of course, um, I don't even know how to introduce you, XJ. We just spent like 15 minutes yelling at each other because you think Julius Randle can get hit by a bus solely because he's on the road and load management's a thing. Listen, um, we don't have time. I, we don't have time. I need, a, I need an entire podcast to, to just hash out this one conversation. We'll have, a, we'll have it on study I, hall. We'll do it on we'll study have, hall. There, Call, well, no, causation and correlation. No, I need to look him in the face while he tells me I'm stupid. <laughs> okay. XJ, how are the vibes? You know how the vibes are doing right now, guys? The what? vibes are impatient. Let's go. Let's mm-hmm. go. This has been like a week off. Can we start the games? Like, I, we got no basketball on Thursday night. We got playing games on Friday. Uh, look, can we please go? Like, yes. I'm ready to get started. I'm just hype. I'm ready to go. I'm listening to all the KFS coverage, the Chase Down uh, collaboration. Everybody spitting fire, giving us great takes. Let's see the games get going. All right, Let, that's that's where the vibes are for me. 
And then I'm going to try and do this. We had some connection issues, issues earlier, but we'll see if they work now. Mensa, I'm going to add you on and see how we're doing. Mensa, how are the vibes? <laughs> the vibes are the hey! vibes, man. Are we good? Oh, yeah, we're yeah, good. We're the vibes good. are on fire then. Let's go. <laughs> the vibes are yes. on fire. That's what the Let's vibes go. are on. Because Nick's Twitter gets bored. Nick's Twitter gets bored when we don't have a game. They start coming up some shit, and we can't. I'm tired of it. In the group chat, we're at each other's necks. It's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) Quite literally, the the the, the vibes this week in the KFS faculty. It's one person going full Jon Snow and just taking their turn. It's like, all right, my turn to argue with everybody. Oh, I woke up. It's my turn to argue with everybody. And for some reason, Sean has now left the chat. Um, Okay, so what we're going to do today, uh, we're going to I'll give Sean a chance to come back into our lives. Um, First, we're going to get kind of a a temp check and get all you guys um, takes on the series and what might happen in this series. Um, So we'll start with you, XJ, and get your initial thoughts before we get into the casino. Where are you? They're they're playing two days. We know the latest on Julius Randle. He is not going to at least. Okay, I shouldn't rule it out for game one. He is not clear for contact yet. Yeah. With less than forty eight hours until yeah. game one is supposed to start. Um, given that they're not going to have Julius, and I think it's actually appropriate to start with you being the the king and the chief of the Obi Toppin Hive. That isn't my father. Um, XJ, uh, how you feeling going into this series as of right now? Listen, I mean, we can get as complicated and as, as detailed an analysis as we want, but the series is very, very simple, in my opinion. Um, and it's the same thing that the Knicks have relied on all season, the same thing we've been talking about, the same thing many people who have analyzed the series have said. I don't have anything special to say really about it. The Knicks need to dominate the possession game. And really, they just, they just do. They need to not turn the ball over. They need to dominate the offensive glass. Um, but the other thing is that I think they need to play with more pace. And something that I took away from the last game that the Knicks played against the Cavs was Donovan Mitchell's interview after the game. And Donovan, you know, I love that dude. He's really cool. He seems like such a cool dude. And he always gives such thoughtful answers um, to the post-game interviews. And he said that, you know, it's a big difference with Julius not being out there, being that the these guys run with Hart and Toppin and quickly. These guys push the pace and they run. Um, and I think that that is actually important. If Julius is not going to be out there, I think we need to run and we need to push the pace. Um, and the reason is the Knicks are relying on something, offensive rebounds, that they need more and more possessions for that to actually come true. And what I mean by that is the Cavs have the slowest pace in the NBA. I think it's like 93 or so. I don't remember what the exact pace was. It's the slowest pace in the NBA, even slower than the Knicks. And with a slower pace, there's more variance to the, the outcomes that can happen. A smaller sample size, more variance. We need a larger sample size, more pace, more possessions. And that way, the Knicks can really dominate the offensive rebounding glass. Mitchell Robinson, Isaiah Hardenstein. Um, so I think Obi's going to be really important to dictate the pace of the game. And I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried that... I'm worried that there's going to be some two center lineup that, that, that shows up that I'm not looking forward to seeing. Um, but hopefully I'm wrong. And uh, yeah, I, I feel okay about it. I think that, you know, I think that we have a chance to steal one game, which is what I think we'll need to do. Steal one game in Cleveland and then Julius can be ready for game three. And I think that that's the hope. Mensa, we'll go to you. How are you feeling? And 
I, I know it's a bit of a loaded question because of the RJ Barrett coverage and the questions that have surrounded him over the last, let's just say all season. But uh, listen, I know personally your prediction for this series. So I, I think there's going to be some confidence there, but overall a little deeper, how are you feeling going into this series? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about the Knicks and our chances. Um, the, a lot of that is two things going to that for me. We were three and one against the Cleveland Cavaliers and three and oh, since we went to the nine man rotation. The second thing is the Knicks were playing at, at depending on how much you give those last two meaningless basketball games that we played. Um, I think that we, I've seen that we are better than the Cleveland Cavaliers every time we've played them since that faithful day we changed the rotation. Um, we've had, what, the second best net rating in basketball or something like that, or maybe without RJ Brown on the court, whatever the number is, we've been really, really good. Um, I know that we're, you know, we have to be very respectful and we have to have a lot of respect for everything that goes on in the state of Ohio these days. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling pretty disrespectful, man. I don't, I don't think, mm. I, I, I don't feel very confident that, Cleveland is even going to make a sweat, to be honest. So, Sean, where are you on this? The the Knicks. Uh, listen, I you dive into the Twitter streets more than any of us, and I'm sure you actually have a bit of a temperature of what the Cavs are looking at. Because I've obviously, with my collaborations with the Chase Down this week, I have an idea of how they feel, but I don't know in full how the the most Cavs fans might potentially feel. So, um, how are you and? You know, are, are you able to muster up the the energy that we would have for the Heat or the Hawks or the Raptors, given that there's really not a uh, a, a rivalry here just yet? Yes, because um, there are many many a Cavs fan who thinks the series is going to be a sweep or they're going to walk all over us. Um, I was saying before the show that, you know, I'd heard today a lot of people say Nick sweep and I was like, you got to relax. But a lot of people, a lot of Cavs fans think that this will be it's easy money. And honestly, anyone who thinks this, this series will be easy money from either side has to pay attention. If it's if you think as a Nick fan, if you think series is going to be easy money, it's because of that New York bravado, which, you know, that has never backfired on us ever before. And if you're a Cavs fan who thinks it's easy money, um, you think that for one reason, one reason only. And that is this logo that says I'm holding for those listening on podcasts that says New York because the Knicks aren't supposed to win simply because they're the Knicks. With that being said, how do I feel? I mean, Listen, one fan base is going to be very, very, very upset in two weeks when they when this series is lost. And there are two reasons why. Donovan Mitchell. Ah, because it's either going to be this is the Donovan Mitchell referendum. So it's either going to be we should have the Knicks should have traded for Donovan Mitchell. And that's why we didn't win. Or we mortgage our future for Donovan Mitchell and we couldn't even beat the Knicks. Me personally, I'm taking the 30,000 foot view of like, look, after last year, we're, we are ahead of schedule. Um, we are in a really good place. Like the idea that like, I don't like, I don't think we should have made a Mitchell trade. And I think seeing what we have now makes me feel even more vindicated, but that's just my opinion. So I'm listen, man, I, I just want the series to start. I want the series. I want the series to end. But I'm curious to see how 
we play and what comes out of it. Because there's one thing I do realize about our front office that we haven't not had for 20 years is that whatever deficiencies come out of this series, they're going to try to fix and they're going to try to fix it in an efficient, smart, not knee jerk manner. So let's get the series going. I I agree. And I, yeah, I've, I've got a, a couple days till Christmas feeling in me going on right now where I'm excited to see if I just want to play a playoff basketball game. The Knicks, look, Benji made the best point the other night. The Knicks don't get blown out. This is going to be a good series. And like hearing about all the, the Cavs crunch time issues, especially on the road, like this is going to be close go, going into this series. I, I, I'm with you, XJ. The Knicks need to steal a game on the road. These one of these first two games, they cannot come back to the garden down 2-0, especially without Julius. And I'm kind of confident they can. This is a team that surprised us on the road all season. How many more surprising wins? Oh, wow. The, the Knicks beat the Heat in Miami. They beat Boston twice in Boston. You know, like how many that road trip earlier in the season in November where I get it. The the Jazz were eventually became a, a lottery team and the Nuggets were without Jokic. But I I, I personally thought they were going to go 0 5 on that road trip and they ended up going 3 and 2 and and. Once again, surprising us, or at least that be started a trend of them surprising us this year. So with all that being said, let's get to Claudio Casino, which has been rebranded to Casual Casino. Um, so Mensa had some connection issues for those of you that are watching and then obviously listening. So he's going to be sending us his chats, his bets for now. Um, Mensa, we are saving all of the RJ bets until the very end. So that way you can jump back on when you get the chance. We'll start though with the first bet and it's going to be um, about three point shooting. And we're going to start with uh, an area that I think actually this was, this is the one you suggested. We'll start with the Okoro question. How many threes will Isaac Okoro hit in this series? And the line I have set is 15 and a half. So XJ, you first. 15 and a half threes in this series over under. 15 and a half is a lot of threes. 15 and a half is a lot of threes for a role player. Um, Seven game series. That's that's a little more than two a game. Well, I, I, I'm misdirecting them, Andrew, because I'm going oh, over. Oh, he's going, going over. over. There you go. I'm going over. I think Okora is going to get a ton of corner threes. I think this is going to be a big factor in the series um, because Okoro is the only guy I think that the Cavs feel comfortable on Brunson. Like, I know you were talking to Justin from the chase down uh, yesterday live. And I was, you know, I was in the chat and engaging and that was a great conversation as all the conversations with the chase down guys have been. Um, he said that if Okoro, let's say, I, I, I asked the question actually, if Okoro wasn't hitting his threes, um, how quickly would they pull the rug on him and just and kind of yank him out the game if he's not hitting his threes? And he kind of said they would probably rock with him or go to Karras or go to Garland on Brunson. Listen, Darius Garland will not be guarding Brunson. <laughs> Darius Garland will not spend one minute guarding Jalen Brunson that it's voluntarily chosen by the Cavs. Maybe on a switch, if, if the Knicks force them to, Jalen Brunson would completely eradicate... I, I, this is the issue. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this quick, but this is the issue. Jalen Brunson is such an amazing isolation scorer and doesn't get the credit for it. If the, guy, if the guy that you're putting on Brunson, you wouldn't put on Paul George, don't put him on Jalen Brunson because Jalen Brunson's going to smoke that guy. No chance Garland uh, matches up against Brunson. For that reason, I think Okoro is playing... He's going to be in the rotation. He's going to be putting up those threes. It's just a major part of the Cavs game plan. So, I, I mean, I think he's. I think this is going to be a long series. Let's say seven games. 
if he averages two to three per game, I think he'll get up to that uh, 15 and a half number. So I'm going over. I'm going to take the under because so Isaac Okoro, like we've heard so much about these, um, uh, He's going to take a lot of corner threes. And I've said, like, listen, I've said this. I'm on record. He is one of the players. I'm sure we'll get to the other guy that we're going to leave wide open um, because you cannot guard everything. Right. Um, Isaac Okoro averages two corner threes a game. He averages two corner threes a game and he hits 0.7. So let's say he hit. Let's round it up to one. Is he going to be twice as good? As his as his season average, or I guess if you think this series is going six, as many people do, that's three threes a game. Do we think he's going to be three times? Now it's possible because again, he's going to get the same shot over and over and over and over again. Um, I am going. He shoots thirty seven percent from the corner, which is not terrible, um, but I'm going to go under because I just think that if especially since role players usually play better at home. So I could see him slaying, having a big stinker in games three or four at the garden, maybe a game six, but there'll be a game where he doesn't hit any, probably like a game three. Um, So then will he, will he have a four? Will he go full Kevin Love from December and have, and hit fourth and just be on fire Uh, possible, but I'm going to go under. I am going to take the over while acknowledging that I think 15 and a half is the right line that there will be kind of a mix of what you guys are saying that there'll be a game. He has four threes and we're like, ah, oh, shoot, we left the core open and the core beat us. And there'll be a couple games where it's like, Oh, he's one of eight from three, like keep leaving him open. And um, it'll even out. Cause I see the series going seven. Um, and over the course of a seven game series, just 16 threes is not a crazy number, especially for a guy that the Knicks are going to allow a lot of opportunities to take threes. So I'll go with the over. And it leads to our next one on the Knicks side. How many threes will Quentin Grimes hit in this series? Sean, we'll start with you. The line is once again 15 and a half. Over, 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 over. He's going to let it. Listen. I, I love it. Quentin's <laughs> going to let it fly. He is going to let it fly. And the way he attacks closeouts is going to make people hesitant. Like, Listen, Tom Thibodeau has been telling him all week, you get, if you're open, you take that shot. You hear me, Josh Hart? If you're open, you take the shot. We'll probably get to him later. Oh, but, um, yes, I'm taking, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. He is going, to, you know, you want to talk about somebody who's going to have a 4-3 game, like four threes made in the game this series? Yes. And I think he's less likely to go one of eight. Um, so he'll probably stop shooting. Um, the threes and maybe he'll drive a little bit more, but listen, he is letting it fly. XJ pound the over pound the over. I want to skip Bayless slam the desk, the over like it's, it's over. It's over. Um, you know, with no, uh, Randall probably for like at least a couple of games, Grimes is going to have to pick up some slack and not to preview what I might think for some of the other uh, Claudio uh, casual casino lines, but I think Qu- Queen Grimes is going to play a ton of minutes in this series. So he's going to have to shoot it. Uh, I don't know what he'll shoot from three. I'm hoping it's in the forties uh, percent wise, but it's going to be more than 15 and a half. I, uh, I'm taking the over and XJ, you, you kind of le- le- led the witness counselor. Um, I also think it's going to have a lot to do with 
how many minutes he's going to play over somebody else that may not play as many minutes. I feel bad Mensa's not here because we all know who we're talking about, but um, we will talk about that later on. Well, of course um, he's going to play more minutes than Deuce McBride. Like obviously, obviously that's who we're talking. We know about. that. Yes. Derek Rose. He will play more <laughs> minutes than Derek Rose in this series. Barring. I'm not even putting that into the universe. No, what, no, would, no. what would happen for him to not play? Um, so we're both, we, we have a couple overs. We have one under so far. Sean taking the under on a Coro. So the next one, we're going to get to the center rotation. And I'm actually curious where you guys go with this. How many games will Isaiah Hartenstein play more minutes than Mitchell Robinson? I thought it was fascinating. Uh, the first question we had in our crossover with Justin Rowan of the Chase Town podcast on Thursday night uh, was, who is the most feared Nick? And he said Mitchell Robinson. And while I, I appreciate that and I respect what Mitch can do in, in the most elite version of him, I, I would not have pegged that as like the first most feared player. I understand the argument about the possession battle, but also tells me that there, there's an underrated version of Isaiah Hartenstein that may be uh, being slept on in Cleveland. So XJ, we start with you. How many games will Isaiah Hartenstein play more minutes than Mitchell Robinson? The line is at two and a half. Yeah, I, I love this question, Andrew. I, I think this is a great question because the I, I kind of agree with the the chase down guys that Mitchell Robinson might be the most feared person for, for, for Cleveland. If we get the monster Mitch that we've seen at some points in this season and we get the Isaiah Harnstein that we've seen the last like 30 to 40 games, then the Knicks will win the series in six. Like that means we're just going to completely obliterate them on the boards. Um, and, and that's, I think that's all they need. So uh, I would be afraid of Mitch showing up and being that elite level of Mitch that we've seen in the past. Um, do I think that Mitch is going to show up for <laughs> more than two and a half games? Um, I think I don't, I, I'm going to take the under, I, I'm going to take the under. I think we're going to get the, the premium Mitch that we had earlier in the season. I think he's motivated. I think he's going to, be motivated going against Jared Allen. Um, yeah, I, I think we're going to see that we're going to see that elite version of Mitch. And I, and I hope that I'm right because that means the Knicks have a really good opportunity to win. Um, but I, I think we'll also see a really good Hardenstein. But if Mitch is playing like, like that guy where he's just grabbing every board and you can't stop him, you can't keep him off the boards and he's protecting the rim, like one of the best rim protectors in the NBA, he, he's playing more minutes than Hardenstein. Sean. So I was thinking about this question. I was like, what would have to happen for this to go over? And if we're getting killed, if, if Jared Allen is killing us on the boards, why wouldn't he kill Isaiah Hardenstein? Like, so like what would cause it? And the only thing I can realistically think is like, what is, what is Mitch not good at or would not be good at? that Isaiah Hardenstein would could shore up. And the only thing I could think of is like guarding people in the post. And I go back to the the game against the Lakers in LA where Hardenstein played more minutes and he did a much better job on AD than Mitch did. But at the same time, this Cleveland team isn't dumping the ball to Jared Allen in the post, right? So it's either that or he or Mitch, they put Mitch in pick and roll and like Cause I heard heard you guys discussing that on with the, with the Cavs crew, like if they put him in pick and roll and and Donovan Mitchell just like tacking him and they're playing drop and stuff like that. So like I'm gonna go under. 
Um, I think their minutes will be similar, but we need we need the best of Mitchell Robinson. And if 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 I if this game if to me if this goes over, I don't necessarily like our chances. Not that I don't think that Hartenstein is like capable, like he is, but like we need like we like listen at their at their best, Mitch is better. So. Um, and especially for what we need against those big t- twin towers over there. So I would take the under. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take the over, and mm. it's partially because it's partially because I don't think Julius is gonna play until game three, and I think the best version, the best version of. Uh, this is no disrespect to Obi Toppin. It's literally just me using the example of that game against the Cavs. I love that lineup with Hartenstein at center and Hart and Grimes and quickly and Jalen Brunson that they went to in that second half to stretch out the lead. Now, I don't think like I am cognizant of the fact that Jared Allen wasn't there, but those two games, I think are two games that even with Jared Allen playing, it may be 25, it may be 26 to 24, maybe just barely, but that the Knicks will try to create an advantage in that sense and go with Hartenstein at center. Um, and I, I just, I, I've seen it work really effectively that that specific lineup. And it, it goes to what you're talking about XJ with the Knicks playing with space. Uh, excuse me. He's playing with pace that that's the best way they can play with space. Now, look, I would love to be wrong here. Like I'm, I'm on, I'm going to go on record. Like the best version of Mitchell Robinson helps the Knicks have an advantage and win this series. I also think there is a version where both of them playing at their best creates 48 minutes of the best possible center rotation in this series, which I acknowledge is like Evan Mobley and, and Jared Allen who are not like bums on the other side. So um, I'll go over, but it's literally just, I think there'll be three of the seven games where we're like, oh, Hartenstein closed tonight. And it's not far-fetched to me that that is a way that helps the Knicks in this series. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, guys? GMAC here interrupting this video that you're watching or this podcast that you're listening to with a very quick plug. Now, obviously, on Saturday, we're going to be reacting after the game right here on the KFS YouTube channel with our regularly scheduled post-game live stream. During the game, though, even before the game, starting at 5 p.m., there is a crew, a KFS crew, that will be at Penn 6 in Midtown for the official KFS playoff watch party. That's at Penn 6 in Midtown, 132 West 31st Street. It is walking distance from Penn Station. It's walking distance from the MSG Studios around the corner, in fact. So come on down if you want to watch game one of this series with a bunch of Knicks fans. It's free of charge. All ages are welcome. The speakers will be playing the game. So if you're worried about actually hearing the game while you're watching, you can come on down and you'll be able to listen, I think, to the MSG feed. We'll make sure it's worked out by the time we get there. We'll be getting there as early as 5 p.m. as well. For the, So for the crew that's going to be down there, uh, head on over there at 5 p.m. to make sure you get a good spot. That's at Penn 6 in Midtown. One more time. 132 West 31st Street from 5 until the end of the game. What better way to watch game one than with a bunch of fellow Knicks fans? Next up, let's go to some uh, individual scoring uh, matches or at least scoring outputs. And we'll start with someone who I talked glowingly about on the Chase Down pod last night. Someone that the national media at large just like does not know how to evaluate, apparently, because he started a bunch of games down the stretch. It's going to cost him sixth man of the year because you don't know how to vote, Greg Anthony. I I'm so glad that you tripped and fall fell uh, while you were trying to save the Knicks from blowing a six point lead with 15 seconds left twice. By the way, you tripped and fell. You know, and uh, I'm glad the Knicks tripped and fell uh, past your son in the draft so they could draft Emmanuel quickly a couple of years ago. And now he's stuck in Orlando. Okay. Emmanuel quickly. How many games will he score 30 points in this series? And that's a high number. And I believe I set the number at 0. 0.5. Yeah, 0. 0.5 is the number. So are we getting an Emmanuel quickly 30 point game in this series, Sean? We'll start with you. I want to say yes, but I don't want to sound like a homer. But How's it home I that the six man of the year is going to have one 30 point game? No, I mean, well, actually, yes, it's very possible because, you know, he may get the opportunity because a certain player may see his minutes reduced that will and we'll get to him later. Um, yeah, I'll take the over like this shouldn't like, sh this should not shock you. Um like, it's, it's not, this is, you're right. You know what? It's nothing to do with being a homer. I'm taking the over because I watched Emmanuel quickly play basketball and he's really good. And it's very, very possible. Won't shock us. That's <laughs> uh, true. It won't shock us. Maybe, you know, the state of Ohio or NBA TV analyst who was never that good as a pro, you know, <laughs> might, might shock him. But And the Commonwealth you know. of Massachusetts. Yeah, it's and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Oh, my gosh. You're right. going to turn me into a Yankee fan, Boston. I swear to God. <laughs> the, the nonsense coming out of you. He it. doesn't start this year. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, my, you know who my pick for... I, I 
started a joke and then John stopped me in my tracks on the Patreon pod. You know who would be second on my sixth man of the year ballad? Derek White. Because the Celtics decided, <laughs> you know what? You're such a good reserve that we're going to start you when Smart sits or when Tatum sits or when Jalen Brown sits or when Robert Williams sits. It's why he started 70 games. Brogdon, you're such a bum that we're going to make sure that you don't start this season. And then at the end of the year, it's a technicality award, not a who's the best reserve getting the chance to, to start when, the, when a guy like Jalen Brunson sits. Nonsense, NBA. Do the right thing. XJ, what's your pick? I, I'm going to give the pick, but imagine the rationale where like if Emmanuel quickly came into all those games with, with 1158 left in the first quarter, mm-hmm. he would be totally like he would be yep. running away from with the six man award. But because yep. he started them with 12 minutes and start left. Literally, in the first what quarter, was it, the Andre Iguodala <laughs> thing from a couple years ago where he just fouled somebody and went and sat down. Yeah, at, like, so so yeah. all we had to do is start Josh Hart and then just switch him out at the first buzzer and then yep. IQ six man of the year. Nothing different, right? So ridiculous. The, the Alfred Payton makes no rotation sense. of three minutes at the first quarter, and then quickly plays the other thir- forty-five. Makes no but sense. But he would be. It's yeah. It's, yeah, like, yeah. It's, my it's, face. It's insane. Okay. Um. Yes. Over thirty. Over a uh, half a game when IQ scores thirty. He, we're going to see an IQ game. I think we need to have an IQ game. Um. We may see more than one IQ game. I'm not sure. Mm. Um. It depends on how many games Randall misses. In my opinion, like with Randall out. Brunson is going to get all the attention and we are going to have to see Emmanuel quickly carry a scoring load. And I think we're going to get one 30 point game at least out of these two Cleveland games. If Randall does in fact miss them, I think this is where we're going to see it game one or game two. So for sure, I'm, I'm taking the over. I'm also taking the over and I, you, you said something there XJ and I haven't made the point yet this week. Like the reason I'm confident in IQ or at least I have that have been on confident IQ all season is less to do with him figuring out his shooting. It's because of how impactful he can be even on nights that he is, his shots not falling. Now they're at the playoffs for them to have a chance to win this series. I actually do think his shot needs to fall consistently. And that's, it's an area of concern that I do have to an extent. I think he could still be impactful in other ways if he has one of those like one for seven first halves, you know, which is why I'm confident in him over. We'll, we'll have the conversation later. Um, but it's why like I, I, I'm confident that IQ will play a bunch, even on moments that his shots not falling. If that happens, I think for the Knicks to win this series, he has to be like a consistent, reliable source of shot creation and then shot making as a result. Um, another player, let, let's go to him. Someone that may have, may have gotten compared in a weird way to, to him on the chase down crossover last night. We're going across enemy lines to Evan Mobley, a uh, potential defensive player of the year candidate. Um, how many points or how many games will Evan Mobley score 30 points in this series? Now it's funny. The chase down guys, the last time I was there said that they love their chances with Evan Mobley. If you're like not going to throw OB on him or not going to without Julius, you're just going to not go with a big and it's Josh Hart and RJ facing up against him. And I get it. Like I, I'd, I'd like my chances too. My counter is like, so go ahead, try to be this with the third best guy. If you do check me, you win. But I also like that you're now pivoting to your third guy in order to try and beat us. Um, I believe it's up to XJ first. So XJ, how many 30 point Evan Mobley games are we getting in this series? 
Um, I don't know what you set the line. Oh, the at. line. I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Under whatever. I, it's no, one and a half. It's so one and a half. It's under one and a half. Okay. <laughs> Evan Mobley's not scoring thirty points in a game this uh, this series. Ooh. I, I, I'm not afraid of Evan Mobley's offense. I don't. I mean, I'm hearing from Cleveland people that he's his offense is taking the mini leap, or I don't know what. I, I listen. I dove deep into the stats. Yeah, I haven't watched every Cavs game this season, so I don't know the intricacies. Um, I don't see any leap offensively that's flying off the data, the data sheet for me, for Evan Mobley. So I, I don't think he's scoring over 30. Um, and honestly, if Evan Mobley scores over 30, that means the ball's out of Donovan Mitchell's hands. And that means he probably took a lot of shots to get there. So I'm fine with it. If he does, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's very, very unlikely that Evan Mobley scores over 30, even if Obi Toppin's guarding him, even if Josh Hart is guarding him. So, um, yeah, I, I'm taking the under easy. Sean. Uh, I'm going under. Uh, Evan Mobley has played 79 games this season, and he scored 30 twice. Ooh. Um, I don't see him scoring. <laughs> like, again, so if he scores 30, either it's because he hit a crazy amount of threes because we left him wide-ass open, or for some reason they just found a mismatch. But then again, we may like that mismatch. Um, I was listening to a podcast. I think it was on the athletic, uh, the athletic uh, NBA show. And they were like, listen, at some point, uh, Evan Mobley's going to take the leap offensively at some point against somebody, but not today, not this week, not these playoffs, uh, maybe next year. So I'll take the under. Wide ass open. I like that. The, the way you phrase that. Like how Greg Anthony was loud ass wrong. Yo, Greg Anthony literally like show me the metrics. And then people showed him the metrics. And he was like, like here's every single metric. <laughs> watch, the, watch the game. Doesn't matter. You said, you said show me the metrics. Everybody's just like, oh, actually, I have a, I have a spreadsheet that has literally every metric that exists uh-huh. and, and quickly is ahead. And he's like, why are y'all showing me this? You got to yeah. watch the games. People are like, yo, can't do that to Greg Anthony. He's part of the family. I was like, yo, he's going to end up, he's going to be Connor Roy if he keeps this up. All right. <laughs> no, 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 keep going. He's cousin Greg at this yeah, I'm, point. I'm off that. I'm yeah. Off that. Nah, you're, you're this close to being Jerry. All right. If you know, you know. <laughs> Um, I'm going under also Sean good stat by the way I had no idea that like I was going to say under anyway but the Mm -hmm. fact that this is just like not something he does Um, so for him to match his season total for 30 point games he would have to hit the over here so I'll take the under I do think he's going to be effective in this series that's not something I'm necessarily um, predicting that like Evan Mobley's going to be bad, but um, I'm as far as his offense, uh, it's just he's the third or fourth option as far as I'm concerned. Um, and we'll see how effective he is as that option. Uh, now we go to our guy. Uh, I wanted to just do a oh, really, really quick thing on Mobley. Go ahead. Because um, Sean made the point that he, he scored over 30 twice out of 77 games or whatever it was. In the game where Mobley scored 38 points, um, guess how many threes he hit in that game? 11. Zero. Oh, what? Guess guess how many free throws he hit. Oh, he got a whistle of 25. Sean? Zero. What? Evan Mobley scored 38 points and made zero threes and zero zero free throws. Is this the Rising Stars game? What are we talking (laughs) about? It was 19 of 27 from two. Who they play? Evan Mobley's not scoring over thirty. Points. They played Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most bewildering stat. Line I've never heard of a stat line that like I've that, ever honestly. heard yeah. against the Bucks. Yeah, did Giannis play? 
He didn't play. So Giannis, Giannis didn't, didn't play. play. Did Brooke Giannis. Lopez play? Brooke Lopez it, played. Brooke Lopez, you can't be defensive player of the year now. I'm sorry. No, I must have been on Bobby Portis. But no, that's on your ledger. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. You didn't switch at any point. Because, did the Bucks win? Uh, no, they no, lost. they lost. They so lost yeah, 12. that's on your ledger. I didn't know if if that was in the game plan. Fine, uh, and you won, but no, you you didn't at any point and say no. I got this. So yeah, well, Jack, no Middleton, between- no Giannis. I mean, but at the same point, at the same time, the point is. Mobley scored 38 points with zero threes and zero free throws. He's not scoring no 30. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, that, that is the definition of bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Um, okay. Let's go to our guy, Jalen Brunson. How many games will Jalen Brunson score 30 points in this series? I'd argue he has to do it a couple times for the Knicks to have a chance to win. Although, you know, maybe some, some you guys may disagree with this. I've set the line at two and a half. I believe it is Sean's turn to go first. I'm going to take the under. Ooh, you take the under. Why is that? I mean, I think he'll get 25, 29, but I don't know if he's going to get 30. So it's 30 is a lot. So 30 is a lot. And I'm also, I am also, I believe Julius is playing game one. I believe Julius is actually in better shape than he's letting on. They're just playing possum. Um, I think so. There will be, there will definitely be a Brunson game for sure. There may be two. I don't know if there's going to be four of them. So, because then again, listen, we think this, we think this is going to be a quickly game. We think there's going to be a Randall game. Uh, Well, we hope there's a Randall game. Uh, We think there's going to be a game of Grimes is four three. So I'm actually going to go under, but listen, if he's like, but he he could average 28 in his search is amazing and still go under. XJ. I'm going under for similar reasoning. Listen, if Brunson scores over 30, four times this series instant, I mean, he's already almost there. Instant legend, instant legend. That'd be ridiculous. Um, that it, Think about that. Four games where Brunson scores over over thirty. I, I set the line at two and a half, though. Okay, three three games, even three. Even games, at three, it's so okay. even at three. I don't think the Knicks are losing if Brunson is scoring over thirty because you know he's going to do it efficiently. He's not going to take thirty two shots to score thirty points. He's, if he scores thirty, it's on twenty shots, and he's like killing you from three. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's messing up the whole their whole plan. Like they, the 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 defense is going to be tailored specifically to stop Brunson. If it doesn't work, the Cavs are out of here. So, um. I, I think that would be possible if this was going to be an easy series for the Knicks. I think it's going to be a seven game grueling, tough series. So I don't see Brunson going over 33 times um, because otherwise that, that would mean the Cavs got smoked. Because I think this is going seven. I'm going to take the over. And this is my confidence in Jalen Brunson. There are, there are three reasons why I'm con- any hint of confident in this series. Um, the first is kind of unquantifiable. It's what I talked about last night. This team just has continued to surprise us and outperform our expectations all season. And I'm expecting them to do it one more time. Second is the leap that Emmanuel quickly has taken this season. And the third is the revelation Jalen Brunson has been this season and how he's become our guy overnight. I think he will struggle at points to score. I also think... Uh, this is my my trust in him to figure it out to an extent, and they will take advantage of some switches, uh, and he will see red when he is ever being guarded by Donovan Mitchell or Darius Garland for that <laughs> or matter. Or Darius Garland. Yeah. Uh, you so forgot will, the fourth reason. What's GMAC? the fourth reason? What? 
Oh, he's him. That's why, because he is him. There you go. For those who didn't see, that Reason is the number four. The shirt that uh, XJ is wearing, that is an official KFS shirt that we haven't released yet. More on that in the future, we promise. Um, okay, so we, we did that one. Uh, we should also mention Mensa will not be returning to the body. He had some connection issues and was unable to fix them. We will be putting out a graphic sometime on Friday afternoon with all of our picks throughout the day. So you did get to hear his confidence at the beginning of the show. Um, but uh, you will have to read his confidence when you see what his pick is when we put the graphic up with all of our betting, not our betting and sweating, but our uh, uh, casual casino bets. Um, let's just this this next one with Donovan Mitchell. How many points will he? How many times will he score thirty in this series? I have it at um, thirty. I have it at three and a half. What say you? It's an excellent line. Um, but I think XJ is first though. Oh, XJ, go ahead. Yeah, it's an excellent line. <laughs> um, I'm going over. I think that <laughs> Donovan is going to have a, a, a legit series right now. Um, I think that he's going to average over 30. So I think he'll hit the over 34, maybe even five times. Um, but I don't think that the Knicks are going to live and die based on Donovan scoring 30 or not. I think it's going to depend on the ancillary guys. If Garland kills us, if Okoro's going four for nine from three in multiple games, that's the way that we're going to lose, not with Donovan going off. So yeah, I think that the Knicks defense is going to try to contain him, but I don't think they're going to sell out to contain him at the expense of leaving guys like Darius Garland wide open to go off. I think they're going to leave guys like Isaac Okoro wide open. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think, I think, I think Donovan Mitchell is going to have a series. So uh, I think it's over. Sean. Like I said, that's a really good line. Um, Donovan Mitchell is a career 28.3 points per game score in the playoffs. Um, his last two playoff series, he averaged 32.3 and 36.3. Now, this season, he averaged 36 points a game. Was at a YMCA in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. So take with that what you will. Um, but I... Part of me wants to take the under simply because I feel like you know, we all we all know that a lot of stars have uh, fake revenge games against the Knicks for whatever reason. It's like we got it. Like I remember the uh, the Miles Bridges fake revenge game, and well, look where he is. Um, oh, I but we've never seen the fake revenge game. We've never seen the fake revenge series and we haven't seen in a long time. So like, can he, is it one thing when it's like, okay, I'm playing the next tonight. I'm going to go balls to the wall. Is he going to be able to go balls to the wall for six games, seven games? I don't know. So I'm going to go under, like he's going to have a 40 point game in this series that I feel confident in, but Third at 30, 30 is a like he'll have one 40 point game, but I don't know if he'll have he'll average 30 for the series because he might have a clunker game one day. Can I ask a question? What's the what's the revenge for Donovan Mitchell? He wanted to be here. Oh, not, oh I'm not saying you're saying that, but what is the, what same, could it's the it be same framed? It's the same revenge that Tyrese Halliburton has when he wants to play against us, even though he. Wally said some shit and no, he it's before that. passed it's, on no, no, him. That, no, 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 no. Wait before that. It went before that. Because the oh. first time we played them and we beat and we lost to the to the king with the kings, and he tweeted his um he tweeted the the, the Kermit sipping tea emoji. Uh me. Like mm-hmm. he so like players look for reasons to to say, oh well, it's the Knicks, and then it's like, all right, so that's why it's a fake revenge game. 
Because for some okay. reason, he wants to kill us every time he plays us. Like, yo, we didn't do anything to you except quick, refuse to get robbed by Danny Age. Quick note, uh, Donovan Mitchell in his last four games of the regular season, 43, 40, 42, 44. So, yeah, yeah proceed. <laughs> that's why it's less of a revenge thing for me. And it's like, oh, he's really good. That That's... that's like that's it might fall fake under. It's, it's fake, fake I agree with you. I'm just wondering if anybody is going to try and make that case. Like, it's a, it's a Donovan Mitchell revenge game. It's like, so he should be playing Utah for this because he wanted to go to New York and didn't. Uh, having said that, um, I'm also taking the over and I think he's going to have a monster series. And I just, I know we're, we're coming short on time, but do you guys think they go with the strategy they did with Luca where it's like, let Mitchell score and not let anybody else get going? Or do you think they go the strategy they did more with Giannis where it's like, we're making sure other people beat us. We're going to try and as best as possible to make life as difficult for Donovan Mitchell. Actually, what about you? I mean, I think they're going to kind of do a hybrid. I don't think they're going to let Donovan live at the rim, but they're going to okay. let him shoot, pull up deep threes and he's going to hit him because he does. And I, I don't think they're going to be like double teaming or hedging and, and recovering or, or tagging him constantly. I think they're going to let him come downhill and, and, and pull up from a little, you know, a little behind the line. So if you do that with Donovan Mitchell, he's going to score 40. So I, I do think that's going to be the approach they go with. Sean? Um, I think they will dare. I feel like I lean towards like they're going to dare the rest of those guys to beat him, to beat us. Um, How, Sean? You think they're going to double team? So, but like, yeah. <sighs> or blitz him? I think you'll see some blitz, you'll see some traps. Um, like you just can't let him get like I mean, clearly you just cannot let him like live at the rim and get free run to the basket. Like you will see it may be similar to what Atlanta did against us. It's like he's gonna see two to three people foot in the paint at all times. It's like take all the take all the you wanna take logo threes? Go ahead. And if I, I feel I feel leaning more towards that way because Thibodeau will trust the math. It's like, okay, like even if you shoot five of eight one game, you keep doing it, like the math will even out. Um, I think he's going to say, okay, Isaac Okoro, Evobly, you know, Karis LeVert, go ahead. You beat us, not him. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about game time. Is there an upcoming event you're trying to get tickets to? Whether it be tickets to one of the final home games of the Knicks season, or maybe it's a concert or a comedy show. Whatever it is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun you're going to have. Currently browsing through the GameTime app and I see all the events coming up in the area. Whether it be the Knicks' first home playoff game against Cleveland or maybe the Rangers' first home playoff game against the Devils, the GameTime app is so easy to navigate. You can search by category like sports, music, or shows or search by teams like the Yankees, Islanders, or Knicks. I have to say that my favorite feature is the full 3D peripheral view you get whenever you select a seat. Just select a seat that's within your price range, move the phone from left to right and get a good idea of the view you'll have during the event. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. 
Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. GameTime is also the fastest growing ticketing app in the country, and for a good reason. As I mentioned, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're set. Tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you're like me and just don't have time for food shopping, let the groceries come to you. Don't hesitate. Head to hellofresh.com/filmschool50 and use code filmschool50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. Again, that's hellofresh.com/filmschool50 and use code film School 50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So the next couple questions are Julius Randle themed. As I mentioned, he is currently questionable for game one of this series. The report today was that he is not cleared for contact just yet. Um, the first one will go to uh, indirectly is a Randall question because it's how many minutes will Obi Toppin play in this series, I set the line at 50 and a half. Now, this matters if he's starting. This matters if um, I, I'm just creating the scenario that if he's not hitting his shot, that maybe the Knicks pull him quicker than usual. There's also like I've seen a lot of Obi top in nine minute games when Julius has it going. So there's that scenario that maybe um, not necessarily played off the court, but you're going with a different hand instead. Got to go with XJ first on this one. Um, how many minutes will Obi play in this series with 50 and a half as the number? Yeah, I, I'm just... <laughs> Obviously, I would like it to be the over. Mm-hmm. I'm very concerned that it's going to be the under. I'm very concerned that in game one, Randall's not going to be ready and Obi's going to play maybe five minutes and then get pulled and like not come back in until the second half or something like that. Like I, I think that t- like Tibbs definitely is going to risk losing Obi. And if he doesn't think he's that important for the series, you won't care if he loses him. I think Obi needs to get burned in the game one. He needs to see that the coach has confidence in him. Um, 
for you to have Obi moving forward. And I think that's going to be very important. So I, while I would like it to be the over, I, 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 the truth is I don't think it will be. I think, I think he's going to play the, the, the Alfred Payton role, start out, start the game, play a few minutes, and then maybe not even get back in. Sean. I'll take the over. I think there will be lineups that tips can go to. Um, like that iHeart, Obi, Quickly, Grimes, Brunton lineup um, where they get out and they run a little bit, especially um, especially in the non-Donovan Mitchell minutes. I think that, I think there's a chance, and especially if we don't think he's going to play game one. I think if we don't think Jules is playing game one, I think he'll get 20 minutes that game minimum. So now I have to find 30 minutes between the next five games or six games. We think this is going seven. So I will take the over. So because of Julius's injury and because of another player that we're going to wrap up with here today, um, I'm going to take the over also. Um, look, XJ, we've, we went back and forth this week on what the last four games were, like the last five games when Randall sat, Randall sat were. My biggest takeaway is that the three-point shot is back. And that is a thing that will work in the Knicks' favor with OB potentially being left open. And I think if he's hitting threes, he's going to play. There will be defensive possessions that he's taken advantage of, and it is going to be frustrating. But if he's able to neutralize it with a contribution on offense, especially over the course of a seven-game series, that's that's a seven-game series, that's seven minutes a game. Um, I think if he's hitting his shot, that he'll be able to play more than seven minutes a game over the course of a seven-game series. Um, the next question is... Oh, oh real quick. I'm so oh, sorry. Ahead, sorry. I just wanted to add, because you said the three-point shot is back. I think the three-point shot is conditional. The three-point shot is going to come and go based on whether he has a rhythm, whether he's getting burned, whether he gets out there and, and gets to work up a rhythm and some confidence. If he's just out there and it's like in the corner and he's corner boy and it's like make, you know, you're going to get three shots up, make two of them, uh, that three-point shot is going away real quick. But don't you think as a starter, he'll have a chance to get more into a rhythm? I hope so. Do but I think he it, will? Didn't I don't we see that in the will. first Cleveland game? He got, didn't he get six up? Yeah, but we also saw when they played the Pelicans in like a meaningless game because RJ Barrett was back from his illness that... OB had a short leash and they were running these lineups with RJ Barrett at the four. Like, so I, while I think it makes sense and it would be great and I think you need him, and I think you could use his three point shot and I think you could use a confident and aggressive OB Toppin to win this series. I don't think that you're going to get it. That's all. That's my only point. This is where I don't take much stock in that Pelicans game as well. I think they wanted to see what it looked like with RJ at the four, which Again, goes to another conversation we're going to have in a little bit. Um, but listen, I can't believe we're more optimistic on... Now, listen, we're not more optimistic on Obi. We're more optimistic, You're more optimistic on, on minutes. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the other part of this is how many points he's going to score in this series. I have the line at 29 and a half. Sean, where are you? I'm going to go... Well... I'm going to go over because I don't think he play. If I think he's going to play more than 50 and a half minutes, I don't think he can score 29 points in six games. Right. So I'm going to go over, um, but I'm going to go over. XJ. Yeah. 20, 29. So can he get 30 points in the series? Yeah. Can he, can he score four points a game basically in a seven game series, four or five points? I mean, yeah, I think he can do that even under a hundred minutes. So I, I'm going to go over on that. I didn't even do 100 minutes. It's 50. 
Oh, like, 50 minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah 50. I, I'm also going over. I'm listen, there are other people I think we'll just let's just do this now. Like we'll have the Julius question. Well, okay. The last okay, hold on. We'll have the Julius question, then we'll have the friggin' RJ question. Um, how many times will Julius Randle score 30 points in this series? Which kind of translates into two things. One, how many games do you think he's gonna play? Two, how effective do you think he's gonna be in the games that he plays in this series, especially this is his chance at redemption after two years ago against Atlanta. The line, I believe I put at two and a half, the same as Jalen Brunson. So XJ, we start with you. Yeah, it's definitely under to me just because I, I think he's going to miss two games. So he has five games to score 30 points three times. Um, that's That would mean he's going off immediately as soon as he comes back. Uh, I don't think so. I think he'll have two games where he scores over 30. So I think it's close. I think it's a solid line, but um, I think he'll probably just just come under because I think he is going to miss the first two games is what it seems like it's trending towards. Uh, Sean? I'll go with the under as well. Um, I think I could see him get... I could. I think he's going to play game one, but that's going to be like, you know, getting back into shape or whatever. Um, I will take the under. Like, I can see, listen, he can have a lot of like 27 and 13 games, you know, 27, 13, 13 rebounds, but I'm going with the under. So the next four are all related to RJ Barrett, and it's how we'll wrap up before we give some predictions. So we will start with. How many games will RJ Barrett score 30 points in this series? I have the line at 0.5. Sean. I will give you a hint. The number is less than one. That would be 0.5. So is there a half a game where he gets, he'll score 30 <laughs> in a first half is what you're saying. Okay. Um, so you're taking the under. I'm taking the under. I, I like that. Listen, after Obi, the guy, the quickest hook on this team is Rowan. And if hmm. you said it, you said it during you said it during the, the during the live uh with the live show with the chase down guys like RJ's not gonna get a second half to figure it out after stinking it up in the first half. Like, nope, we ain't got time for that. There will be no time for that. So the only way he gets 30 is if he comes out firing off from, from off 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 the rip. And when does RJ come out firing off the rip? It's usually like halfway through the second quarter. Oh, wait, RJ's warming up third quarter. Oh, RJ's turned around. Nah. Under, 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 under. XJ. Yeah, Mensa, if you could hear me, just know that I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I... <laughs> XJ was so good. <laughs> For those who don't know, watch it. Listen to the Dan Levitard, Levitard show. That's all I'm going to say. Shout um, out to Action Bronson. <laughs> I'm I'm even sorry to Benji, who I think said that RJ Barrett would probably be like some sort of X factor in this series. Um, I think I'm just going to be blunt. I think that RJ should be a non-factor in this series. Mm. Um, and I think if we're serious about winning, I think RJ shouldn't play very much. Um, I think this is a really bad matchup for him. Like we're going against two of the best rim protectors in the league. We're on the court at the same time. <laughs> We got two of the best rim protectors in the league and they're on the court at the same time. I know, I know what Sean's going for. Sean, for those not for those listening, Sean went and got his uh painting of him and his son, where they're both wearing Rowan jerseys. They're both wearing RJ Barrett jerseys. Daddy yeah. and Zach. Sean with a photo. W, or, or Sean with a W, Zach with a Z. 
Zach with an H. H. Zach with an yeah. H. That's right, because you could spell Zach only with a Z, but you could spell with a H or a K. That's right. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I I'm sorry to do this. I I don't think he should play more than like a few minutes per game. I like I said, I think it's a really bad matchup. What's RJ's problem? He can get to the rim, but he can't finish at a high clip, and he's not going to be finishing at a high clip over these two guys who are going to be at the rim every time he gets there. Um. I think we're going to see big minutes from Josh Hart. We're going to see big minutes from Josh Hart. I think 35 to 40 minutes a game for Josh Hart. Like we're going to see big quickly minutes and big Grimes minutes. And I think it's at the expense of RJ Barrett. And unlike what I said with Obi Toppin, <clears throat> where I felt like we're going to see limited Obi Toppin minutes. And I think that's going to be a mistake. I think we're going to see limited RJ minutes. And I think that's going to be for the best uh, for the team success this, this uh, series. So I think if we get through Cleveland, there would be plenty more opportunities for RJ to have an impact down the line. But I think this is a rough series for him. I think he, you know, his best ability getting to the rim is going to be neutralized. And then right now, RJ doesn't do anything else. Well, so then let's just speed through these next two. Um, <laughs> the line for both of them are two and a half. Uh, how many games will Manuel quickly play more minutes than RJ Barrett? Two and a half, Sean. Over, 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 over. XA, over. over. How many games will Quentin Grimes play more minutes than RJ Barrett? Two and a half. XJ, Sean? Over. Okay. Um, and then the last one is actually interesting. Uh, I think this could end up being the bench unit. How many minutes will uh, Josh Hart, Emmanuel Quickly, and Quentin Grimes share the court together? I have it at 29 and a half. I'm kind of optimistically hoping for the over on this, um, that the the three of them will just, this will kind of be the second unit. Like, see them at the beginning of the second, beginning of the fourth. Because uh, they're all kind of clicking at the moment, especially when they share the court together. Uh, actually, we'll go to you first. Yeah, I'm going over on this. Um, I think this is, I agree, this might be the second unit. I, like I said, I think I think all three of these guys I just said are going to play a ton of minutes. At some point, they're going to be <laughs> at the same time <laughs> because they have to. It's only 48 minutes in the game. So I think we're going to see these three. I think it's way over, basically. And then Sean? Yeah, definitely over. Um, especially if you in, you if you include them with Hartenstein, um, I think you see a lot of that. Um, yeah, like that will. Um, yeah, especially with because I'm curious to see if 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 Josh Hart can do a good job at the four against Evan Mobley, then you're gonna see a whole lot of that. So yeah, I'll take the over. And I just want to say, like, obviously with Mensa not here, there there's no dissenting opinion. Um, and I, I, I read the comments. I'm the one that is tasked with that job. I understand there are those out here that think we're too hard on RJ across the board as a staff. We look at the data, unfortunately, and the numbers this season just do not love RJ Barrett. I'm not ruling out. I'm not ruling out the over on all on like an RJ 30 point game. I'm just, he's not hopeless. That's not what we're saying. He's, I know that that was the position in the, <laughs> what was the accusation in the chat today. He's not hopeless. He's no. not. He's 22 years old. This is not, he's a bum, trade him, get rid of him. He's worthless. All of that. We're saying in this vacuum of a series, there have been first halves that the Knicks aren't winning because of RJ being ineffective on both sides. There are first halves that they're not winning by more because of RJ being ineffective on both sides. There was a leash during the regular season. There's going to be no leash in the rest in the, in the postseason. I'm not ruling out him having an effective first half and then carrying it into the second half. And we get the RJ Barrett game. He's shown us flashes 
this season, that Laker game, when the sky was falling after that, that Clippers loss, they don't win that without RJ Barrett. The entire month of December before he got his hand chopped off by Luca, he was effective. That, that, First Miami Heat game at the Garden. He was special in that second half. Now he saw red because he saw Tyler Hero, but he was outstanding in that game. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not ruling out that everything that we were predicting and we're betting is is the, the opposite couldn't potentially happen. Sean, you have a follow-up. I said this earlier today. I said this earlier Thursday on Spaces. RJ Barrett knows exactly what he has to do to be successful in this series. Is he going to do it? That's the question. Like, if he, is he going to play make? Is he going to make the right pass? Um, it's you when John was talking to Fred and Fred was talking about how to beat the trap. It's not the first pass, it's the second pass. And that first pass that's gonna be RJ. What does RJ do after that? So as listen, I'm higher on RJ than most people at KFS. Um, but all, all but one, <laughs> <laughs> he has to make the right decisions. If he doesn't make the right decisions, he's not going to sit. No, he's not going to play and he will have no one to blame but himself. I don't want to hear about year. I don't want to hear about season one. I don't want to hear about him being a corner boy season two. Like you have to make the right decisions now. Like none of this bullshit, excuse my French, none of this BS about figuring this out for a half. Can again listen? You listen. This is like this is like <laughs> I'm holding up this painting of me and my son in RJ jersey. I believe in this kid, but now it's time to put up. It's time. Like no more. It's time. If not now, when? Hell yeah. Okay. Well, we'll wrap up with two uh, predictive questions about the series or predictive lines about the series. Uh, how many games will this series go? We'll start there. Um, I have the line at five and a half. Uh, Sean, I believe it's your turn to start. Over. Um, okay, so you see you going at least six games. Yes. Um, I would listen. It's even, I think the Knicks can win this series. Uh, if Mets was here, he'd be yelling Knicks in five. Um, it is very rare for a team to close out a series on the road in game five. And, and if you look at NBA history, it's very rare. Usually, when you're up 3-1 and you're on the road, you lose that game and you go home and you win game six, which is what made 2021 the most annoying for me is that they won game five on the road, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I have the series going six because as I've told, I've said to anyone who will listen, all I want is the Knicks hosting a playoff game to end a series, to, which, which has not happened this century. Or I think it happened in 2000 was the last time we closed out a playoff series at home. And game six just happens, if necessary, to fall on my birthday. Mm. Let's mm. go! I love the energy. XJ, what do you got? Uh, seven game series going over five and a half. I think it's seven games whether Julius plays or not. Um, the only way it's fewer than seven, seven games to me, or, or six in this case, is if Julius comes back and plays and is like 70% Julius. Like that's the only way we're getting out of here quick in terms of like the Cavs mopping us up, mop, mopping us up. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Julius is going to come back and I think he's going to be ready to go. Um, so I think seven games. I just don't think there's a scenario where the Knicks get mopped either. Like they don't, they don't get blown out. The team doesn't, they only lose close games. They're in every fourth quarter. 
we so, gotta, we gotta stop saying that. I'm not. I, it's making me uncomfortable to hear so many I'm people just, say that. Just, <laughs> you and Benji. The reality of it. It was an 82 game sample. They got blown out in 2021. There were many a game that no, no, was okay. Actually, it wasn't many a game, but toward the end of the season, we saw the sample. The Knicks have other ways to beat you now. As Zachary with an H has entered the our. our our uh, our with window. the doppelganger T-shirt. Yes, there you go with the same we here T-shirt. I'm also going over. I think this is a seven game series. I uh, cautiously pick Knicks in seven, which now leads to our final question: um, How many games will the Knicks win in this series? XJ, we'll start with you. Um, before we get to Zach with an H and Sean with a W and their picks, uh, XJ, how many games will the Knicks win in this series? The line is two and a half. The Knicks will win as many games in this series as Clay Thompson has rings. It's just the guy oh! I could always think of throwing up the four. So <laughs> yeah, there um, you go. yeah, I think I think the Knicks will win this series. Um, I, I I I I'm doing that with my mind, with my with my brain, not just with my heart. Really, um, I genuinely think that they have what it takes to beat this team. The last thing I want to say, it, I'm not underestimating this team, um, Krishna. Narsu, who is the inventor of B-Ball Index's LeBron metric, which is obviously one of my favorite impact metrics. He recently dropped his uh, his luck-adjusted team ratings for all 30 teams. So his model basically accounts for shot quality and shot making to adjust net ratings. That, According to that model, the Cavs should be the number one team in the NBA in net rating. Number one. The best team in the league. So I am not underrating the Cavs. I believe in that. But I think the Knicks match up well against them. I think the Knicks will win four games. Um, and I'm excited to see it play out. I'm impatient. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Sean and Zach, what do you got? All right, Zach, how many games are the Knicks going to win in the playoffs? They have to win four to win the series. How many think they're going to win? Three. All right. Oh, no. Zach with an H picking the Cavs in seven. So you just picked the Cavs to win the series, but it's okay. Um, in terms of in no, because listen, in terms of the prop, I will enjoy take, no I, dessert tonight, Zach. <laughs> no dessert for you tonight. Look, yeah, I'm going with what I'm going over. This series is either going six or seven. So the Knicks are either going to win this thing six or they will go to Cleveland for game seven and yeah. So over for the prop, I have this series. I, I think Knicks can win. Like, put it like this Knicks in six. If they don't get it done in six, I don't see it getting done in seven. So they either win in six or lose in seven for you. Yes, that's it. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in for this jam packed episode of uh, Casual Friday um, with, a, with a casual casino twist on it. Uh, as I mentioned, all of our bets will be put out in a graphic sometime on Friday afternoon. Um, if you want to play along, you can reply to the tweets when it gets sent out or hit us up on Instagram at Nick Film School, S K O O L. Um, I'm on Facebook. That's right. We're on Facebook now, too. We're on all the platforms except the TikTok because I don't have time. Um, having said all of that, thank you everybody for tuning in for another edition of the Knicks Film School uh, podcast. If you dig the show, head over to iTunes, drop a five star rating and a review. For those of you watching, um, <laughs> I got that reference, XJ. I got hey, that reference. For those you didn't see, <laughs> last time New York played Cleveland in the playoffs, what happened? Glaber Torres rocked the baby on him to win the series. Let's go, Yankees. Let's go, Knicks. I, because of my religion, cannot co sign <laughs> that statement. 
but go Knicks. I agree. Uh, if you're watching, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we will speak with you soon. Nixon 7, baby. Peace out. New York, we here. Hell yeah. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.